sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza on this President's Day, Monday, February 15th morning, midway through the month of February as we are flying through in this short month, only 28 days, obviously, no leap year. Uh, Yours truly sitting in for the next uh, 60 minutes or so, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We got our poll question out, the most useless regular season. We got some NBA stuff to get to for later on today. We got some hockey props to get to for later on today. We'll recap what happened yesterday. Yesterday, we got the Daytona 500. Uh, We got a little golf stuff uh, as well, and a little couple of baseball notes and football notes also. Plus your phone calls, we have time, 844-843-6879. Again, on this uh, President's Day morning, happy President's Day. To all the presidents, it is the, you know, President's Day. You know, people used to think that it was just, you know, celebration of Lincoln's birthday and Washington's birthday because, uh, you know, those two birthdays are separated by a week or so. But it's actually an honoring of all the presidents, including President Trump, CNN. You think maybe they'll do like an hour special on that? Yeah, yesterday, uh, a lot of negatives, a lot of underdogs winning yesterday, 7-3 straight up and against the spread, including some monster dogs, including the Thunder beating the Milwaukee Bucks 114-109 to as 11.5-point home underdogs. Greek freak is really not Greek, uh, only 24 points. The Nuggets beat the Lakers last night 122-105. Lakers win, uh, lose the game and uh, maybe the war as AD, as you may have heard on our update there, leaves the game with uh, an Achilles injury, tweaked the same Achilles injury that has uh, had him out for a couple of days, his right Achilles. He was just driving to the basket. It wasn't anything special, didn't get stepped on, didn't get kicked, uh, didn't land on someone's foot. I mean, he was just simply had the basketball uh, at the free throw line, started the drive, and basically that was that. Out he went, and uh, that was the last we saw of him. He's supposed to have an MRI today, and we'll see how severe the injury is. Uh, he did go off on his own power, if that means anything. Generally speaking, it doesn't. I've seen guys with blown Achilles, you know, blown calves, hamstring injuries. You know, these guys are all able to walk. They're so juiced up. Uh, I know an adrenaline, they can get off the court. It's afterwards when things subside that they realize, okay, this is a serious injury. So you never know, Laker fan. You got to keep your injuries, uh, or you got to keep your fingers crossed. And this is why, you know, you don't bet futures. I, I generally don't, I won't say I don't ever, but generally I don't because you're not, to me, getting value on a lot of these things. I, you always hear me say that. You know, are, am I getting value by placing this bet right now? Like the Lakers are plus 250 on FanDuel, right? Am I getting value on them if I place this bet right now versus the start of the postseason? You know, are the Lakers going to be anything less than 250 at the start of the postseason? Probably not. You know, you know, maybe they would go down to two to one. If the Jazz come back to earth and the Lakers get the number one seed, AD is healthy and everything, but they're they're gonna be around two to one. I mean, I to me it's not worth it because I don't think the Lakers are winning an NBA championship without Anthony Davis. I don't think they'd win one without LeBron either. That they, they need both, 
But even in the uh, you know the the awful Western Conference and, and Eastern Conference for that matter, I, I don't think they can win at all. So I, to me, I'll sacrifice fifty points and wait until the end of the year, especially with the Corona thing, right? I mean, you know, you get the coronavirus at the wrong time. Who knows? You know, you, you may lose in the first round if, if uh, you know LeBron or someone gets the coronavirus uh, in the last week of the regular season. He's got to sit out a week and a half. I'm sure they would make darn sure that they would post those Laker games like once every four days. Don't, don't get me wrong, but um, I got to get value. I, I, I got to get like, okay, I'll put this in now. You know, like like the Celtics, since we're picking on the Celtics today. Right? The Celtics are 20 to 1. I don't think that's going any higher. I, I think they're playing as bad as they can play. Or the Bucks at 7 to 1. I don't think that's going any higher. They, they, they can't play any worse than what they're playing right now. Celtics at 13 and 13 can't play any worse. Those numbers are only going to go lower. You know, Milwaukee's could get red hot. The Celtics could get red hot. And those numbers could drop quite a bit. So they make sense for playing a future right now. But the Lakers, no. And that's why I, I would, you know, hold off on, on playing them. You know, the Nets at four and a half to one, probably not. Uh, Clippers at five to one, probably not going any lower. No sense betting them right now, uh, you know, because you, you risk everything and you gain nothing. So, AD, you know, he comes back and he he blows out his Achilles and he's done for the rest of the season. You're holding on to a losing ticket. I might as well wait until the end, make sure everyone's healthy, and maybe, like I say, I sacrificed a couple of points there, but that's okay. I'd rather have the Lakers 100% healthy at two to one than the Lakers missing uh, one of their two main guys at, at uh, plus 250 to 1. So hold off on, on that stuff. Super Bowls, you know, different little stories. But when you go with the prohibitive favorites, that's always how you have to view it. Are the numbers going to be any lower if I wait? And if the answer is probably not or not that much, you're, really, you're, you're better off waiting. So Lakers lose last night, and uh, the Nuggets win. They get a much-needed uh, win over a big-time team, and and seen them knocked them out of the postseason uh, last year. Uh, also, last night, Clippers beat up the Cadavers, one twenty-eight to one eleven. You know, the Lou Williams with thirty points, no big deal there. Except that Cleveland team is just awful. Wow, they're part of our opposite picks tonight. They're on the on the uh, schedule again. They have now lost. See, these are the things we've got a lot of this this year. We really have. They have now lost ten straight games to the point spread. Nine games straight up. But they've lost, they're on an 0-10 against the spread run. Keep playing against them. You know, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Donchich, who's had a monster night. Got the mismatch right here. He's got it. Kicks to the corner, a three is good! Finney Smith buries the three, and the game is tied at 116. Just a great night by Finney Smith in the three ball. Four for seven in the three ball. Here is Lillard, 10 to shoot. Lillard, step back, you bet! It's game time! Pass out. 
Uh, ESPN there with the call as the uh, Jailblazers uh, rally and win as they knock off Dallas. Uh, good game last night between these two teams if you're able to stay up and watch as Lillard uh, wins the battle, and, or excuse me, the war, and Luka wins the, the battle as uh, Luka scores 44, uh, but the Mavs lose again. Jailblazers win it 121-118, uh, Damian Lillard with 34 points. I tell you, the Mavs are quietly, you know, a go-against team, absolutely. We, we mentioned this last week, so you should have been all over against them. I would continue to play against them. They've hit a funk here now that it's just unbelievable. Uh, they lose it as Portland, uh, you know, beats Dallas. Now that the uh, let me go to the numbers here. I thought I had it written down. I do not. Uh, my bad. Uh, but they have not covered in a long time. You know, like maybe two wins, three wins. Uh, let me go to the maps here. Fudge. I thought I wrote this down. My bad. I had something like two and ten. Uh, where are they here? Where are they here? Where are they here? But 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 down Dallas. There we go. They have uh, a little uh, run. They've won a couple of games now, but uh, they run a nasty uh, strung, uh, string against the spread. Lose, lose, lose. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six straight. They covered one, seven, eight, uh, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, they are two and eleven against the spread. I, I knew it was bad in their last thirteen games. Two and eleven. You know they won a few games in that stretch, but they didn't cover as favorites. You know, and generally once you start winning, that thing turns around. But it really, man, it really hasn't. You know that they, they beat the Warriors by two. They beat the uh, Teacups by only five. Uh, they beat the pathetic Hawks by only one as three-and-a-half point favorites. They did beat New Orleans uh, by 13. They covered that game. But back to losing against the Jailblazers as five-and-a-half-point favorites last night. Two and 11 against the spread. You know, keep playing against them. And a bunch of overs are coming out now with them as well. They're on a seven-game over streak. We, we've had seven, and not only seven, but 11 uh, 11 and 2, 12 and 2, 12 and 3, 12 and 3 over their last 15 games. We have seen more streaks like this this year than I can remember in a long, long time. You know, you, you get these streaks every now and again, but boy, this year it's like I could give you five or six teams that are on these crazy streaks. Lakers, although the game went over last night, predominantly an under team. The Knicks, predominantly an under team. The Hawks, I told you about their great under streak, although it's gone over a couple of times of late, but still a predominantly uh, under team. Uh, the Nets, predominantly an over team. What are they, 16-1, and 17-1 over their last 18 games? The Utah Jazz on a phenomenal 17-1-1 against the spread streak. The, uh, the, the Cadavers, I told you, when we went to break, they have failed to cover 10 in a row. I mean, it is amazing. Some of the street, and we're, we're what, a, a third of the way into the season? We're not even halfway home. We've had more great streaks like this in a third of the season than we've had in seasons combined. It is amazing. And, and Cleveland's on the, game, on the schedule again tonight. They play uh, at Golden State to finish up a five-game road trip. I mean, there's just no reason in the world to think that they're going to cover. I, I don't care if that line is 110. I mean, they, they, they have failed to cover – 10 in a row. It started with a long, and they've only won one of those games, so it's not like they're playing well enough to win, just not covering, like Dallas to, to a certain extent. They're getting crushed. I mean, they lost by 21 to the Knicks. They lost by 5 to Minnesota, though. Failed to cover. Um, they did beat the Teacups the next game out. They lost them by 22 to the Clippers. They lost by 18 to the Bucks. They lost by 25 to the Bucks. 
lost by six to the Suns, lost by 38 to the Nuggets, lost by 19 to the Jailblazers, lost by 17 last night to the Clippers. I mean, they are getting annihilated. Loss after loss after loss. Ten straight. You know, you don't realize the, you don't get the full impact of that until you see it in front of you. Like each game, loss, loss, loss. And it's like, wow, ten in a row. Tonight, I think they're eight-point dogs tonight, yeah. I, I guarantee you. Well, you know, I hate to guarantee when you talk about gambling. But I, I would venture to guess that line will go up by, by tip-off. I, I would think that might go to nine, nine and a half, if not even ten. I mean, there's just no reason. Out of their ten losses, what were there, two that they lost by single digits. Everything else was double digits. And Golden State coming off an awful performance against Brooklyn. You would think they would give their A effort. Last game of a five-game road trip, which has been disastrous for Cleveland. Again, they're really this is the classic opposite pick. It really is, which is why we do have Golden State. I will give you a hint later on uh, when we do our opposite picks here in about 20 minutes as one of the plays. There, there's just no reason to put American money on Cleveland. I, you, you'd have to be a moron. You, you really would just have to be an absolute dope. But uh, that said, you know where we're going tonight. So we've had more streaks like I said, in, in the NBA, it, it is just amazing. It, it really is. Now, I got some prop plays as well. FanDuel, a little, little slow to the gun on uh, putting up the prop numbers, but that's okay. I will tell you who we're going with and against. First up in the NBA, you know what I do? I play unders on these things, not overs. The whole world is playing overs. We don't play overs on these props with the NBA. We play unders. So last we left you, we were we, we didn't do it over the weekend. I didn't have time to keep track of it all with everything going on. We were seven games over 500 doing the props, okay, with the unders, if that makes sense. Seven games over, but we're playing unders. Get that? Good. All right, so we only take the big boys. We, we don't take, uh, you know, even the mediocre players. You got to play the big-name players because those are the guys that people play the most – those are the guys that FanDuel and the others, the boys in Vegas, will bump up their numbers by a point or two. And you'd be surprised how much that point or two comes into play. So we go opposite of what everyone else is doing, and we, we basically get an extra point or so in our favor. So Chicago, Indiana, a couple of guys. We'll go with Zach Levine. You know, Chicago, Indiana is like borderline on, you know, does anyone really know these guys? You know, yeah, a little bit. You know, they're not in the uh, the Trey Young, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry class, but we'll we'll put them in there for our purposes. So we're gonna go with Zach Levine under twenty nine and a half. Chicago plays at Indiana. That's an afternoon. I think I saw that it was like a four thirty start for some reason. Uh, we'll go with Malcolm Brogdon, who's having a real good year for the Pacers, twenty one and a half, and we're gonna go under with uh, uh, Sabonis at twenty two and a half. So Levine, Brogdon, Sabonis under. Houston plays at Washington. They have not posted numbers yet for Oladipo and Bradley Beal. Uh, those guys sit out a lot, so I'm guessing they're going to wait until and then see if they're actually playing before they post the numbers. So uh, right now, John Wall, though, is up at 24 and a half, so we're going to go under John Wall. Atlanta plays the Knicks. Trey Young's at 25 and a half. He's the only one that kind of fits our category as far as a star player is concerned. No R.J. Barrett. Uh, no Julius Randle, yeah, but Trey Young for sure. So we're going to go under 25 and a half on uh, Trey Young, Atlanta versus the Knicks. Philadelphia plays at Utah. 
they got Mitchell's numbers up there, 27 and a half. Nothing yet for Embiid and Ben Simmons. So we'll hold off on those two, but know that we're going to go under no matter what the number is. Uh, we're going under on Embiid, Simmons, and Donovan Mitchell. Cleveland and Golden State. Uh, we may have uh, pushed the envelope here a little bit on Colin Sexton, but we're going to throw him in there at 23 and a half. Uh, under him, and then Steph Curry's at 30 and a half, and Andrew Wiggins is at 18 and a half. And we probably push the envelope with Wiggins as well. I really like to keep it just the main superstars, but uh, why not? So under on those three. And we got a couple of others. We got the, the Miami Clipper game, and we got the Brooklyn Sacramento game uh, to get to as well. Then we have our hockey props that we'll do also, all coming up right here. Opposite picks on this uh, President's Day Monday morning with yours truly, Scott Wetzel, Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, I, I, I can't help but think. You know, in the NASCAR, uh, with, with the uh, Daytona 500 yesterday, Scott Wetzel sitting in 25 past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. I can't help but think how some of these guys are saying to themselves, what the fudge? You know, if you're um, uh, Tony Labonte, who's, who's uh, you know, lifelong, or, you know, back in the, uh, the 80s and, and, and 90s, right? Uh, Ricky Rudd. Uh, Mark Martin's been around for a while. Bobby Labonte. Uh, Rusty Wallace, who you hear on TV now. Uh, Tony Stewart, if you want to get a little bit closer to home. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. You know, these are like big-time, big-time names uh, in NASCAR. And they've never won the Daytona 500. Ned Jarrett, uh, back in his 60s, if you want to go that far. They've never won the Daytona 500. And then here's this guy, Michael McDonald, who's never won a race in his 358 race career. 358 career starts. He's never won anything. He's never won the Topeka Times NASCAR event, right? Yet he wins the Daytona 500. Some of the greatest drivers. I said that about the NCAA as well. When you look at some of the, the great head coaches, the John Chaney's of the world, uh, God rest his soul, right, uh, who never got to a Final Four, won a championship. And, and you had teams like, you know, Loyola of Chicago, no offense. Uh, but but the, the Cinderella teams and the Butlers of the world, you know, these, these great, great, great head coaches who have dedicated their lives to coaching, and never could squeak through. And then you get these, uh, you know, smaller programs, we'll just say, to be nice, that manage to get through. To all their credit, but it's just same thing with Michael McDowell. You know, you, you wonder how all these all-time greats are saying, man, I couldn't sneak through with this guy, 50-to-one shot. Uh, you know, he's, he only won because there were 5,000 crashes and one happened to be on the last lap, and he was so far behind that he didn't get involved. So he ended up winning. You know, I, that has got to be a frustrating thing. That really does. But um, I don't know. Did anyone have a Michael McDowell 50-to-1 ticket on FanDuel? If so, you're a smarter man than I am. 
Um, I don't even think my guy finished, to tell you the truth. I had just a couple shekels on, uh, on the Benedetto, just because, as I told you on Friday, I had a high school teacher who had a last name of that. So I said, eh, why not? That, that's as good as anything, right? So, uh, so much for that hunch. All right, back to the board with our props uh, first up to finish out the NBA. So we're going to play second 23-and-a-half, Steph Curry 30-and-a-half, Andrew Wiggins 18-and-a-half under. Uh, Miami Clippers, they don't have anything posted on Kawhi Leonard and Lou Williams yet because the Clippers played late last night. But we're going to go under on those guys, and Jimmy Butler's at 21.5. We're going to go under on Jimmy Butler. And then Brooklyn and Sacramento, the Queens, uh, they don't have uh, Sacramento's numbers yet for some reason, but we're going to go under Kyrie Irving, 28.5, which is probably going to be a loser, i got to tell you. But if you're going to be loyal to the system, you have to do it. But you would think without Kevin Durant, you know, this guy's going to go off, right, and just shoot about 15,000 shots, especially against the Queens who don't stop anybody. And we're going to go under James Harden at 27 and a half. Now, you may think the same thing with him, but I, I actually don't. I, I think that's actually a halfway decent play just because he's the furthest uh, since joining the, the, the Nets. And even in games in which, um, you know, Durant hasn't played or Irving hasn't played, He's not been this big-time, big-time scorer. He, he's actually played good team basketball. To be fair, he, he's he's bought in, and he now as a, you know, as we heard Coach, uh, you know, where Irving say the other day uh, that uh, he's going to be the point guard, and that's not going to change without Durant in the lineup. So that line has bumped up a couple of points because Durant's not playing. But in reality, you know, we've seen this before, and he has not scored. Uh, more. He's not taking any more of the offensive load. He's he's continued to be the point guard. Uh, and when you look at how many times as a net he scored 28 points, which is what you need, um, it's not a lot. You, you can count on one hand. 34 one time, 32 his first two games. So we're almost going to throw those out just because that's before they had this offense settled in. And since then, one time. One time in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Once in his last uh, twelve games, as he scored twenty-eight or more points, and that was an overtime game. I don't know, to be honest with you, how many points he had after regulation against Atlanta, one thirty-two, one twenty-eight. So it might even be all twelve if you just go by regulation. But even if you don't, one time, and a lot of those games were without Durant. So you're getting, and he, he's not even. Really coming close to 28, 19, 19, 24, 26, 17, 23, 25, 31 is the one time, 20, 12, 19, 21. You know, I mean, he, he really, outside of the one game in which he had 26, that's really not even close when, when you get to the, you know, some guys are like right, right, right there. You'd be amazed. He's not even getting right there. So that that's a... That's a solid play uh, to go under uh, the 27 and a half on Harden. And then we're going to go under on, uh, on on De'Aaron Fox. All right, NHL. We told you about Brian Russ yesterday, right? Now, I have not gone through the lines yet. Uh, again, FanDuel doesn't have them posted. Uh, sometimes it takes them a little while to get these shots on goal props up there. That's uh, not an obscure prop bet, but, you know, on, on props that are a little – in the distant future there, we'll just say. Uh, not completely that score. They, they generally tend to post those in the afternoon, so it takes a little while. But we're taking the teams that give up the most shots 
top 13 teams, top 12 teams, Chicago, Vancouver, Philadelphia, Washington, St. Louis, L.A., Columbus, New Jersey, Edmonton, Ottawa, Buffalo, San Jose. By the way, is New Jersey ever playing again? Ever? They may go this entire month without playing. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with them. I, you know, the NHL has been suspiciously quiet. I mean, you can't possibly, they've had to have missed about, a, you know, I, I'd say a dozen games. I, how, how are they going to make those up? Um, you know, you, you, what are you going to schedule double headers? I told you about my thought on double headers. I'd be all for it, to tell you the truth. Play one in the afternoon, one at night. Uh, play 15-minute periods, You're just like Major League Baseball. You know, it's not as goofy as it may appear. It really isn't. You know, Major League Baseball can play seven-inning double headers. How about the NHL playing 15-minute periods? You play one game in the afternoon and then one game later at night. You don't have to worry about fans coming and going. There aren't any fans. Uh, you know, they have a good four or five-hour rest in between. They want to go home. They want to chill out. They want to go get something to eat. They want to go lay down and rest. Uh, it, it's not the, you know, not the craziest thing in the world because they're going to have to figure out something. You know, the, uh, the New Jersey Devils have played nine games. The, the Buffalo Sabres, in, in a similar plight, have played 10 games. You know, you have other teams that have played 14, 15, 16 in some cases. Uh, but I will say in the East Division, the most is 14. So they're, they're a good five games behind the eight ball, and there's no sight at the end of the tunnel as when they're going to play again. They haven't played a game, the Devils. And they've had one, two, three, four, five games postponed. They haven't played it all this month. Their last game was uh, January 31st against Buffalo. And they've had two against Pittsburgh, two against Philadelphia, one against Boston. Now, they're supposed to play tomorrow night, or at least on the schedule. Uh, I, I don't know if they're ready to come back or not, but uh, I, I'd be curious to see, you know, when they're going to be able to make up those games. Uh, there's not a lot of time, uh, you know, unless you're playing back-to-back-to-back or, like I said, double headers. But anyway, they're on there. So teams that give up 31 shots or more, we're going against them. And we're going against them with the opposition's uh, best players. And the players that really shoot the most. I don't even care if they're the best players or not. So Arizona uh, against St. Louis, because St. Louis is on that list. This is game number, I think this is the final game of their seven-game stretch. Arizona and St. Louis, because of the COVID situation, have played or will be playing seven straight. So this is the last one. Uh, so at this point, these teams are probably ready to kill each other, right? I, I mean, you play a team that many times that's not in the postseason. So we're going to go with uh, Connor Garland, Jacob Chikrin, and uh, Clayton Keller, all from Arizona, obviously. All right, Carolina and Columbus. Columbus is on the list, so we're going to play Carolina's best players. Uh, Andre Shvechnikov, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Vincent Trocek and uh, Nino Niedermeyer for Carolina. For the uh, Islanders, who play Buffalo, which is on the list, cross your fingers, they're going to play that game. Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle. Uh, Ottawa's on the list, so we're going to go with Toronto's main guys, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and uh, Mitchell Barner. And Matthews has a gazillion shots. If you were going to play just one, he'd be the one tonight. Detroit plays at Chicago. Uh, the Chicago's on the list. Surprisingly enough, Detroit is not. We're going to go with uh, Dylan Larkin and Anthony Mantha. For the uh, Red Wings, uh, and that is it. So those, uh, what do we got? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, those 13. 
Uh, and the only one that got posted is uh, Shikran at two and a half uh, for Arizona. But the one, uh, you know, more than anything else, the one that kind of stands out is Austin Matthews. He's got about 5,000 shots on goal, and he's playing the Ottawa Senators, who give up a ton of shots on goal. That's the one that, again, if you were just playing one like we did yesterday uh, with uh, Dylan Rust, he would be the one. Because uh, he has, I will tell you exactly how many shots he has. Um 60 shots on goal in 14 games. So that's 14, 28, 38, 42, 52, 56. He's averaging over four, about four and a half shots a game. So you're, you're probably going to have to go, they'll probably post a number at four, but you know what? That's okay. I would do it anyway um, because you're playing an awful team. So go ahead and, and uh, lay the four. I, you know, I generally don't do four, but I will make the case, uh, make the exception in this case. So, all right, there you go. Your NBA and NHL props for tonight. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah! LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, Opposite Picks. What are Opposite Picks your newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, seven games a day, give you five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. And we've been proving that over the last month and a half. 85 up, only 57 down. Got a six-pack of winners for you today. A couple of college basketball and then a few NBA. We'll start on the college hardwood. Florida State laying a point versus Virginia. How about that? Game of the year in the ACC and it doesn't include the Dookie Pukies or North Carolina. Amazing, but true. Top two teams in the conference. They're both ranked in the top 20, both playing their best ball of the season. Both have realistic title hopes. I give the edge, though, to Florida State because, one, they're at home. They struggled against awful Wake Forest in a look-ahead spot this weekend. Virginia, meanwhile, was in a dogfight with North Carolina. But I give that edge to Florida State. Also, Florida State at home, where they lost just once this year. And they have the more solid resume with nice wins over Indiana, Florida, North Carolina, Louisville, and Clemson. Love Florida State at home and near Pickamots. Give me Virginia plus the one. Pick number two, Texas Tech laying eight and a half at TCU. You know, one thing about this TCU club, they are consistent. Uh, consistently bad, that is. Halfway decent against the bad clubs in the Big 12, but they are bad against the good teams. Kansas, lose. Baylor, lose. West Virginia, lose. Texas, lose. Oklahoma, lose. Notice a pattern there, folks? <laughs> TCU, 0-5 straight up and against the spread against the big boys of the Big 12 as Texas Tech is. Tech rolls by double digits tonight. Give me TCU plus the 8.5. All right, to the NBA we go. Knicks plus a point versus Atlanta. What's this? The Atlanta Hawks are not only a favorite, but a remote favorite? Are you kidding me? The Hawks? 
The same team that has less than two wins against the Knicks or two less wins than the Knicks, 13 to 11. The same team that's lost three in a row while well, the Knicks have won two straight. The same team that has lost six of eight and eight of 11 while well, the Knicks have won four of six. The same team that lost to this same Knicks team earlier this season at home is now a road favorite. Oh, love, 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 love New York tonight at home. Give me Atlanta minus the one. Pick number four, Indiana lane five and a half versus Chicago. You know, the Bulls were a covering machine at the beginning of the season, starting the year on a monster 11 and four against the spread run. But it's been all downhill since then. Three and seven against the spread with the boys in Vegas. Just 10 and 15 straight up overall. Pacers, meanwhile, sitting in the number four hole in the East at 13 and 12. Not great, but halfway decent. They're looking for their third straight win against the team they blew out by 20 earlier this season. Pacers winning a route tonight. Give me Chicago plus the five and a half. Pick number six, Utah laying seven versus Philadelphia. Don't even think about taking Philadelphia. Don't even suggest maybe taking Philadelphia. Don't even discuss taking Philadelphia here. Why? Because Utah is on one of the greatest against the spread runs in the history of gambling. And you heard that right. Not only is Utah 18 and 1 straight up their last 19 games, but they are a remarkable money-making computer crashing 17-1 and 1 against the spread in those games, including five straight wins in covers. Greatest sports axiom of all time. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. Do not even think about betting against Utah and on Philadelphia tonight. Do not. Give me Philadelphia plus the seven. Pick number six. Golden State laying eight versus Cleveland. You know, the Warriors might not be able to beat the Brooklyn Nets as they got blown out by Brooklyn Saturday night, Kevin Durant back at home, but they do have more than enough to beat the sad sack of cadavers who are on an uglier man will call you 1-9 straight up, 0-10 against the spread run. Yes, 0-10. They have not covered a game since the Nixon administration. Are you kidding me? You can have to be the biggest moat, moron, muttonhead, mush, nitwit, pinhead, simpleton, ignoramus, lame brain, blockhead, bird brain, basket case, dim with dark, tool, fool, jerk, uh, jerk, jackass in the world to put American money on Cleveland tonight. Yeah, give me Cleveland plus the eights. Our opposite picks on this President's Day special. Uh, Virginia plus one. TCU plus eight and a half in college hoops. NBA, Atlanta minus one. Chicago plus five and a half. Philadelphia plus seven. And it pains me to say it, but give me the Cleveland Cadavers plus eight. Our NBA college basketball opposite picks. All right, there you go. All set. We'll post those on the website uh, later on this morning. And uh, in case you're driving around there, don't worry about it, as we always like to do that for you guys. A little condensed version, mind you, but uh, they are there. And, by the way, uh, we here at Sports Grid, we post it on, um, on our uh, wherever you go to get the podcast. It, it's there as well. So even if for some crazy reason you don't want to listen to the entire show, they do single out this portion and put it up there every day on uh, your podcast home, whether it's Spotify or Apple or wherever the case may be. So uh, feel free to listen to it there. All right, so we're all set as far as uh, that is concerned. A lot of other games uh, on the schedule tonight, NBA-wise. Not that much college basketball-wise. 
But uh, NBA-wise, you do have a couple of other games that, uh, you know, somewhat interesting. Uh, first up uh, in the NBA, I always like to give out the lines here. Uh, you got the Wizards and Rockets in action. You know, could Washington, you know, maybe, just maybe, just maybe the Wizards are turning things around? I kind of doubt it. But you got John Wall and Bradley Beal facing each other first time. So I don't know who necessarily has the edge. I, I, I guess Wall. Um, I, I don't know if Russell Westbrook really holds it against the Rockets. Maybe. I don't know. But that'll be an interesting game. Not many times you would say a Washington Wizards game brings a little something extra to the table. But it does tonight against the Rockets with John Wall uh, going up against his former club. I, I would say, you know, again, I let me just double check and see if uh, they have his numbers posted. Um, but logically, right, you would say, yeah, they're posted. Let me see. I don't know if I gave those out before. 24 and a half. Yeah, I think I did, actually. Um, you know, logically, you would say play over John Wall, right? Um, you know, but who's playing under? He's facing his former team. You know, we had that same philosophy on Saturday, and look what happened. You know, Kevin Durant facing his former club. Now, it was a big number, 29 and a half. Steph Curry was 32 and a half. I fell trap. I, I played both overs, figuring for sure. It's the Nets. It's the Warriors. This has got 140, 130 written all over it. And while it was a high-scoring game, it was a blowout. So the intensity wasn't there. And, you know, these guys and not necessarily gave up. But you only got 20 out of Durant and I think like 24 out of Curry. No, neither one came close to going over their numbers which on the surface seemed to be obvious overplays. So, uh, you know, take that uh, knowing that John Wall, again tonight, seems to be an obvious overplay, right, 24 and a half. Now, he's not scored that much for the Rockets. So, uh, but back in Washington, albeit no fans in the stands, something to uh, consider, a little something extra on the table uh, with the Wiz and Rockets. Uh, Utah, Philadelphia, you know that at seven. Uh, Brooklyn and Sacramento, you know, Nets are only laying four. I got to tell you, they, they put a lot of credence into Kevin Durant not playing. But you know what? That Nets team, I, I, I think, I, I don't know their record, but I know it's pretty good. When one of the big three don't play, they're pretty good. And you can make the case they're actually better um, record-wise without one of those guys playing. So Sacramento is Sacramento. I would be surprised if the Nets did win that game. Now, that line wasn't posted yesterday when we did the opposite picks, but I, I might throw them in there as a seventh play, uh, you know, with, with Sacramento obviously being the opposite pick because I, I think Brooklyn, they'll, they'll do okay for a couple of games without Durant. You know, they're good enough to beat Sacramento. And, again, I think it's addition by subtraction, no matter who it is, whether it's Harden, Durant, Irving. Um, you know, they're still trying to all mesh together, and when there's one less piece in there, I think it eases things up a little bit. I'm surprised the Clippers are only five-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Heat. You know, it's a dangerous night. There are a lot of games on the slate I like, you know, a lot. Um, the, the, the boys in Vegas fan duel seem to be in love with this Miami Heat team. I, I don't get it because they look like crap against a Utah Jazz team that I know was, is playing great basketball. I get that. But Utah was coming off a huge, huge emotional win against Milwaukee Friday night. They had Miami coming to town. Perfect, perfect, perfect spot for the Heat to, you know, maybe surprise Utah. And the Heat got blasted. Wasn't even close. 16-0 run to open up the third quarter. It took them seven minutes to score. The game was over. So I, I don't know why, you know, Vegas seems to be in love with this Miami team. You know, they had won four in a row before that, but they're a 500 club. They're a less than 500 club. 
you know, and against the spread, they're they're nothing great. So they, they just seem to get a lot more respect for some reason than uh, I, I think they deserve. They got Golden State and Sacramento coming up next. This is the middle game of a, uh, a five-game road. Actually, it's a middle game of a uh, seven-game road trip. They got Sacramento, then the Lakers, then OKC after that. But I, I don't, you know, the Clippers are playing great basketball. Uh, you know, but the only one with the Clippers is you got to be careful. Uh, they have won three in a row. But be careful. This will be their third game in four nights, which means, eh, you know, maybe Kawhi takes off. You know, this is one of those teams that you got to check with the, your favorite sites to figure out who's in and who's out. Um, you know, generally, they'll post lines regardless. So be careful with that one because um, I, I would think you would go with the Clippers laying five and a half. But if Kawhi's not playing, he would be the, the main one. I'll deal with Lou Williams. But uh, if Kawhi's not playing, then I would lay off them. Uh, college basketball, let's see what else we got here uh, before we take our next break. Not Like I said, not a great Monday night slate. Uh, you got Virginia, Florida State. You know, they kind of wiped the, the slate clean, if you will. Uh, that's a 7 o'clock game. No doubt that's a four-letter network game without even knowing that's what I'm guessing. You got TCU and Texas Tech after that. And that that's really it. You know, Washington, Washington State. Um, you know, unless you're into Tennessee Tech and Eastern Kentucky and Chattanooga. Uh, and, and big day for college basketball for Tennessee. East Tennessee State, Chattanooga, Texas Tech all in action. Uh, otherwise, the Murray State and SIU Edwardsville. That's it. You know, Washington, Washington State. You got, what, six games on the board, college basketball. So all eyes on Virginia and uh, Florida State. And that over-under is right around 130. FanDuel doesn't have anything posted, but I did see it. Uh, at, at 130 or so on uh, a couple of other sites. A lot of action in the NHL, though. That's where you got all the games. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 games. So, and Sabres are back in action. So, cross your fingers. Hopefully, the Devils will be back in action tomorrow night. So, you got wall-to-wall hockey. How many games have five and a half? Boy, these numbers have really come way back. Remember, at the beginning of the year, everybody was scoring seven, eight goals a game. Now, they really come back. One, five, five and a half totals. One, two, three, four, five on the Blackhawks. Six, seven, seven. And uh, six and a half. One, two, three, three. So seven, five and a halves and three, uh, six and a half. Interesting. Uh, I love playing the over five and a half. Six and a half, eh, not, not too much. But five and a half, yeah, definitely do like playing those over. All right, we'll take a break. We'll update the poll question. we got a couple of other little stories that we didn't have time to delve into. That's all next right here. Opposite Picks, Sirius XM, Channel 204 on this President's Day Monday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's check out the poll question one more time. It'll be up there, though, all day. We'll update it tomorrow morning before we uh, put our new new question up there. Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, both out with injuries again. Uh, Lee with the most useless regular season, so no worry, uh, Laker and Net fans. NBA leading the way in a bit of a landslide, 77%. I forgot to retweet that out, so let me retweet that out right now. 
Uh, 77% for the NBA, MLB getting 19% of the votes, uh, NHL nearly 5%, and NFL uh, 2.5%. Which, when you really go by the percentages, the NFL, with the expanded postseason this past year anyway, uh, you know, it's pretty much even with some of the others as far as the percentage of how many make it and how many don't. But uh, there's a lot of home field advantage that, you know, it, it is worth being the number one or number two seeds in the NFL versus, you know, uh, seven or uh, six or seven, depending on the year. Um, you know, who wants to go? T- Although Tampa Bay showed that it's obviously not impossible. But anyway, get your vote up there, uh, and we'll update that to tomorrow morning. But it's uh, 74%. Good number of people are voting, which is a beautiful thing. Some people, uh, someone sent out a, a link. I'm not sure why. Um, you know, Super 70 Sports is a pretty good uh, website. They send out different things from the 70s, obviously. So they sent out the uh, George Foreman Joe Frazier fight. And I thought it was the anniversary, but actually, looking it up, it was in 73 back in January of 73, so I'm not sure exactly sure why, but uh, people was going back and forth on that because that was a sad day growing up. I, I was a Joe Frazier guy, and hearing that he got walloped like he did against George Foreman in their first fight, that was uh, very tough, very, very tough to take. So, um, Banks open today on President's Day? Most are not. Stock markets open up President Day? No. Stock exchange, NASDAQ, both closed. Schools open? No. Government offices, city, county, state, federal? No. Post offices, all closed. Good news, though, is Walmart's open. (laughs) Uh, So you can continue to do shopping. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow morning. Be safe. Wear those masks, people. And uh, go to the website, OppositePicks.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning right here. Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Good Radio.